This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown. We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again! And guess who? Mike Thomas! Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Welcome to our non-NFC South winning, non-wild card earning edition of Inside the Black and Gold. Who that? Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. The Saints season is finito for 2023. Sadly, there are no playoffs for a third straight season, Jeff. And oh, we've got plenty to talk to in a hell of a game for the Saints against the Falcons. Way to close things out. And then a ton of current, ready, a ton of controversy at the end that everybody's buzzing about more today. Yes, yes. And, and you know, I we, I considered doing this last night. It was just going to be super late and there was so much to talk about. And I just I needed time to kind of digest and like collect my thoughts Absolutely. Um, because well, this entire first segment, I decided we were just going to do the Jamal. We're going to we're going to talk about Jamal Williams and the Jameis and the touchdown and then and this and then the pudding pops and uh, all that good <laughs> stuff. We're just going to get through it. And uh, honestly, I think this sh- can and will be the last time we talk about it because I don't think it's a it's a huge lingering issue. I, I genuinely don't. As bad as it looks and as loud as people are talking about it. But we'll get through that. We have a lot a lot to talk about. We're going to hear from – we're going to hear Bobby Abrams take. We're going to hear what Dennis Allen had to say. We're going to hear what Derek Carr had to say. We're going to hear what Jameis had to say. All that good stuff. Also talked to Eric McCoy in the locker room. And I thought he had a good take on it. So we're going to get into that second segment. We're going to dive into, you know, our highs and lows, you know, what worked, what didn't the typical segment there. And then the final segment is going to be a mailbag as we do. Mm-hmm. So, but first between, we're just going to kind of jump ahead here and listen to this exchange between Jameis and Ed Daniels of WGNO. Um, and this is courtesy of New Orleans, Duff football. They passed this along. Cause I, cause there was too many people around Jameis. I couldn't even get my hand in there, but they were uh, kind enough to, to pass along this audio. And so let's just, just just listen and appreciate how fortunate we are to have this uh have this exchange 
in our memory banks going forward. What you said decision made was it right there on the spot, right when you're on. What what decision are you talking about? At the end. Okay. What at the end? What decision? To, to have go for the touchdown. To go for the touchdown. Is that something decided on the sideline after the pick, or when you, did you wait till you get out, got out there? We decided on the field as a team. I mean, we don't regret. Do do we regret for scoring forty one points on them? Do you think we we regret that? Well, you do have to play these guys twice a year. That's all I'm saying. We we already played them twice. I know, but I'm talking about somebody who's got to play these guys twice a year. That's all. How do you feel about it? Tell me how you feel about it. Not good. <laughs> Why don't you feel good about it? Because you got to play these guys twice a year. But what about it makes you not feel good about it? The head coach tells you to kneel it up. You're asking my opinion? Yes. I think you should have kneeled it up. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you as respectfully as I can. You answer my question as respectfully as you could, and I'm telling you as respectfully as I can that I respectfully disagree with you. That's all. You disagree with me or the entire team? Whoever made that decision. Okay. So you disagree with the entire team. So thank you. No, I'm, I'm just being I'm being honest and respectful. And that's what I'm attempting to do, too. And that's what I am doing. So am I. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Seamus. <laughs> Thanks, Seamus. <laughs> Golf claps to, uh, to Ed Daniels, man. Way to go. Oh, man. Well, he's very much kind of get off my lawn there. I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny. Uh, But Ed doesn't care. I don't tell you how he feels, right? He's not going to coddle you. Um, But it was just funny to see them kind of engage in that way of like, why Why do you think it was a bad idea? (laughs) Um, I also thought it was funny because, and we'll get into this, you know, Ed's point of like, well, you have to play them twice a year. First of all, I don't care. Yeah, that part Uh, I don't care about for sure. Yeah, and and second of all, I could see, you could see it in Jameis's eyes. If you watch that video, you can see in the back of his head being like, "I'm not playing these guys twice a year because I'm not going to be here." Well, I just right? like when he when he's like, uh, you know, talking about the play. He's like, "What play? The only play you were in on." <laughs> what do you mean? When did we decide? Yeah, it was funny. He just he was just trying to draw draw the lines out of. Uh, it's just oh it yeah, just right. It's like I need you to lay it out exactly for me. But we'll get into this. And, yeah, so basically what, what happened, Tyron Matthew intercepts the ball, gets down to the one-yard line, says he got caught in the matrix because <laughs> he just it looks couldn't like decide. He was thinking in his head, should I score? Should I go down? Yeah, he, he said, like, he just didn't think anyone would be chasing him. <laughs> you okay. know, which is, is fair. Like, I, it's probably, you know, pretty surprising when the guy actually does chase you down like that when it's 41 to 17. It's like, why, why is that offensive lineman going for a jog? But, <laughs> hey, you know. And that set it up. And and so there's a lot to get into, but let's just listen to uh, what Dennis Allen had to say after the game, because what, you know, it was weird in that moment. It was weird in that moment because yeah. it was like, wow, what a, what, what a Sean like thing to do in terms of the ultimate petty play call of, Oh, you're going to line up in the victory, victory formation, formation and run a play out of it. Like if you right. ran a play, that's one thing. But it was it was already a red flag of like something's not right here because why would you run a trick play? Because that's what it is. It's a trick play in that moment. And you're not it's not only a trick play, it's a trick play that's relying on the other team. You know, it's like it's like if a quarterback fakes going out of bounds and comes back in, right? It was like, I'm not allowed to hit you, so you can't yeah. do that. You know, and it's like, sure, you can do that, but also next time I'm gonna knock your head off there every you go. time exactly. you're going out of bounds because you've shown me that. Now I don't I can't trust that you're anyway. 
So this is what Dennis Allen had to say, and I'm going to leave it. I, I left it unedited. I want you to hear the entire thing from start to finish because it's 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 honestly pretty remarkable. Uh, I, I, I've never heard anything like this from a head coach. Game, that's not who we are. That's not how we operate. Uh, we should have taken a knee. So um, I want to apologize to them because, um, look, we're all like it, it, it's we got a good rivalry. Um and, it, and it's a heated rivalry, um, but there's a way we go about doing our business, and I wasn't happy about that. So other than that, okay, I was happy about a lot of things that happened in the game. I didn't like the way the game started. We busted a couple coverages, gave up a couple of explosive plays, which can't happen. Um, and we made some adjustments, and then we played better from there on out. I thought our offense was awesome. Um, I think they, they, they did a great job moving the ball down the field. We were able to capitalize a lot in the red zone. Um, we were able to create some explosive plays. Um, I thought Kendra Miller played well. You know, I thought the receivers played well. A.T. Perry, I thought, did some good things in the game. Um, I thought Derek played well. So there's a lot of good things that happened in the game. Um, and, and I was proud of the way that our guys came out and responded, you know, really in a must-win situation. We should have taken a knee right there. Um, you know, they asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. Um, I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there, and um, the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown, and they they did that on their own. That's not that's unacceptable. So Arthur's team pretty upset after. He should be. He should be. He should be. And that's what the on field issue. That's what it was. Is that the quarterback's responsibility there, Look, I think it was I think there was a lot of guys that wanted to get Jamal his touchdown. Um, and honestly I'm not sure exactly what was going on behind that, but um, other than they wanted him to score a touchdown. So um, let's move on. Let's go to something else. You know, that's it's kind of wild. Um, you know, the interesting thing there is they were kind of debating whether they wanted to get Jamal a touchdown or Jimmy Graham a touchdown on the sideline, but once it got vetoed in terms of, no, we're going to take a knee, the only guy they could get the touchdown for was Jamal Williams because he's in the victory formation like lineup. Like Once they sent that out there, because here's the thing, they couldn't just line up and run a play. Like You can only go rogue in, in so many respects because <laughs> if he sees them just lining up to run a real play, he's going to call a timeout. They're like, what the hell are you guys doing? But they So they had to run it that way. Um, and, you know, I just find it interesting. And uh, you know, as as I think more and more about it, you know, it's it's frustrating because I wish DA had gone up there and handled it differently. One thing that Absolutely. DA is kind of remarkable about is like he'll say things. I'm like, why did you say that? You know, and he kind of just we gets were emotional. To I be think. victory formation and take a knee, and it's like, what? What? Yeah, he he gets kind of. He, he gets goes, kinda, the players wanted to get Jamal a touchdown. We shouldn't have known that. When he gets kind of emotional about stuff and he's angry, he just spews information out and it's like guy think about what you're saying and how you're going to come off he never does and you know i i do uh part of me wonders if maybe he was considering like oh arthur smith's going to get fired i want to hire him as our offensive line coach or something like that now he's never gonna he's not even gonna pick up the phone line call so i I wonder if that's part of it because everyone knew arthur smith was going to get fired and he did but i i do think it's interesting and you know it really is a no-win situation there um da could have gone out and kind of played it differently and maybe lied and said, you know, they one way or another, he had to explain what happened. And, you know, if he went out there and kind of made it seem like he was on board with it and it was just a play. And then it came out afterward that they freelanced on their own. That would have been worse. 
he went the route of honesty, which, you know, it's still bad because it's like, wow, your team's not running the plays you call. Let's let's right. talk about that. But man, well, what what was your kind of reaction when you when you kind of saw that for the first time? Uh, definitely didn't know what the hell was going. Well, well the situation uh, didn't understand. I was like, oh my god, they're really trying to rub it in here. When you go in victory formation, the other team is playing very lax. You're just going down, and they decide to do a little fu and get someone into the end zone for the score. It was a surprise, and then I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, screw Atlanta. Uh, but then when you find out more and more what happened, no, I don't I don't like it one bit. You mentioned the fact that, number one, for me, you have the players not listening to your head coach. And the head coach then going and throwing his team under the bus. So it was like, bam, bam, two bad things, and they, two wrongs don't make a right. Obviously, we know that. But uh, just, it just makes the Saints look horrible overall to me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Yeah, you know, and and to me, the funny thing is, like, I look at it as it, it was a perfect storm of getting to that point, right? What one? You should be talking about Derek Carr throwing four touchdowns right now. Yes, right, and that's another thing is like I, I'm I'm annoyed that this is the only thing anyone's talking about. That's why I want to get it done with this segment and then not talk about it again because I don't think it's going to be something we talk about for much longer after this. But we do have to address it anyway. It's a perfect storm of like Jamal Williams, first of all. They had a they had a first and goal at the one yard line earlier in the game, and he was going to get the carry and probably get his touchdown then. But they had a false start, right? So it goes back to the five. You throw the touchdown to At Perry, you know. So if you get the touchdown there, this is a non-issue. Tyron Matthew, if he doesn't go down at the one, you get the touchdown instead. It's a non-issue because it's never going to come up, right? If Jamal Williams had just played well this season and hey, got into the end zone at literally you know? any point over the last eighteen weeks then this is a non-issue when we're not talking about it. Who the but hell because, is he to deserve a touchdown? Yes, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> but because all of these things kind of came together and coalesced into this perfect storm of like, oh, and also you have alienated Jameis Winston to the point that he is perfectly fine defying his head coach's wishes, right? Derek Carr, if he's on the field, does not do that. Nope. It's not because he doesn't want to get Jamal a touchdown. It's because he has something to lose. D- Jameis has nothing to lose in this scenario other than like 
DA is going to be mad at him and maybe he'll he'll be like, well, don't sign Jameis. But everyone's going to be like, yeah, screw you, DA. <laughs> you can't even control your own team. You're telling me to put on my team. Anyway, right. uh, that's neither here nor there. But Bobby Hebert had a take. He had a take. And I actually, I, I to some extent, agree with it. Let's let's hear it. Al Williams, listen, he didn't deserve that damn touchdown at the end. Oh, we want to give him a touchdown. Give him a touchdown for what? He averaged uh, 1.9 yards a carry. He had 14 carries, 26 yards. So we're going to give him a touchdown? I mean, uh, he can go to Comic-Con, Pokemon, what I know, and all that stuff. I mean, Jamal Williams did not deserve a touchdown. I agree with Dennis Allen. Maybe I'm an old uh, curmudgeon, an old fart, and maybe these young people, oh. But you don't go get your head coach. I can tell you that right now. That never would happen in the past. No, you're kneeling down, and you're going to do the right thing. Because you got to be respectful to the game. That's where, as a coach or as a player, and Dennis Allen said the right thing. Uh, because when you look at Arthur Smith, he goes, This is a bunch of BS. You're damn right it is. You do not do that. That's disrespectful to the game. Now, maybe some young people, uh, I don't know, millennials, Gen Z, whatever you, whatever how you want to describe people, you do not give that touchdown to Jamal Williams. How has Jamal Williams deserved that touchdown? He led the NFL last year in touchdowns. So you're going to throw him a garbage touchdown? How about you score before that? And he only averaged like uh, two yards a carry. Come on, that, 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 that's bogus. That, that, that's Bush League. I think uh, Hudats don't care, though, because it was against the Falcons. Well, it doesn't matter who you play. You got to respect the game. You, you got to respect the game, and that's why uh, I don't know. Uh, I guarantee you. Back in the day, if the coach told you kneel down, then you kneel down. You don't go against the head coach. Now you might say, "Well, is Dennis Allen can he control?" Uh, you know, you always say, "Can you uh, control the asylum or whatever or what's happening?" Uh, no, no, that that that's not right. I disagree with like the, the, you know, in terms of like, oh, I don't need to yell at a cloud and say, you can't do this, you can't do that. But I do agree in the sense that like, what is Jamal Williams suddenly a charity case? Like, this is the only way we could get, like, does he want, like, why would he want right. that? That's, Enjoy so, your yeah, trick play, victory formation, touchdown. Ooh. Yeah. Like, does that make you feel better about your season? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I know it's the teammates standing up for, for, you know, like putting up for their own teammate and like wanting to do something nice, but it is strange. And, and but it is, I also find it funny. Like I'm going to read you a Jimmy Graham tweet here that just yeah. came out a couple minutes ago, you know, All and the like players definitely in support of this. There's no one coming out against it. No, no. And, and also, and also, uh, like in terms of everyone supporting Jameis, like as a teammate. And I think that's yeah. an important thing to do because like he's the one taking the majority of the flack for it. And, you know, as he should be just because, you know, yes, this was a team decision, but you know, 99 out of a hundred times, if 10 people, 10 people in the huddle can say like, Oh, we want to run this play. But all the quarterback has to do is say, no, put his, puts his knee on the ground done. And it's like just something you talk about on talk shows in a couple of years. Right. This is a funny anecdote. Instead, it's this whole thing. But, you know, this is what uh, Jimmy Graham said. And I think we can put it to bed with this uh, in terms yeah. of, yeah, this is exactly, you know, how it plays out. He says, get off J- Jameis Winston's back. This man is the best teammate I've ever had. Loves this city, this game and embodies everything you can ask for in a leader was a rare situation and we all take responsibility. Nobody thought it would get blown out of proportion. Also fuck the Falcons. <laughs> and I think we can at least all agree with that last statement from Jimmy's that that is a good way to close it, man, because yeah, yeah. talking about this, like I said, I just think overall for me, it's a bad look for the entire team players and coaches. 
Yeah, and I think what you know, one thing that the players probably didn't didn't anticipate and probably didn't think through quite enough was that this was going to become the story. Instead of the fact that they put on this incredible performance, 48 to 17, and won the game. And I know, you know, Foster talked about that. Eric talked about that a little bit, Eric McCoy. And one thing that they, Eric McCoy made clear, that Jameis made clear, that, that everyone kind of made clear was this wasn't them kind of thumbing their nose at the head coach. It might seem that way, and you might be able to say, well, it doesn't matter if they were doing it intentionally. They did it, and it doesn't matter. That's what they did. But that wasn't their intention. Their intention was to get Jamal Williams in the end zone because he's a great teammate and they all love him. And so we like we can wrap it up on that. And you can say, like, I know there's a lot of people saying, well, fire the coach. Fire the coach because this is unacceptable. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to enter the equation. I don't think you're going to change your opinion because of this. But I do think it forces you to ask some questions. Um, Why couldn't I, we get Adam Prentice into the end zone too? Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, they already got him as redemption arc in Tampa. They don't need to do it again. But you know, I I think it's it's definitely uh, an indicator that Jameis Winston doesn't expect to be back, right? And is as he shouldn't. He gets he got you know kind of screwed over last year. The fact that he came back at all was kind of remarkable. I'm sure, he'll be able to find a backup job somewhere and maybe compete for a starting job. Um, It'll be funny but, if he goes like to Atlanta or Carolina, something like that. Obviously. Yeah, we'll see. But that's the end of that. Anything else you want to add before we move on to something that actually matters? No, I can't wait to celebrate tonight uh, with my glass of bourbon to Jamal Williams. One rushing touchdown in 2023. Woohoo! It was all worth it. Yeah. All right. This is Inside Black Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. We're going to come back with, you know, the highs and lows, what worked, what didn't, stock up, stock down, whatever you want to call it. I've called it just about everything. Then uh, the final segment is going to be a mailbag, so make sure to get your questions, comments in there, and we will get to them. But again, at Jeff Nowak on Twitter, at Steve Geller, WWL. We made it. It's the end of the season, baby. Dennis Allen talked for 47 minutes today. <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get into more. When we there come must back. be tons of changes coming. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 